you are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're going to start this thing off right. Everything runs through Lubbock. Thanks for joining us on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day with the only Chris Level. I'm Casey Cowan, and today's episode brought to you by Upside. Download the free Upside app and use our promo code LOCKED to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's promo code LOCKED on the free Upside app. And Chris, uh, apropos that we lead off with the upside, because even though it was a loss for Mark Adams and company from Maui, the opener with Creighton goes the wrong way for Texas Tech, 76 to 65. You take your first L of the season uh, when you face your first really, really stout competition of the season. With all due respect to everybody else, no one's looked like Creighton did uh, on the other side there against Tech. And I got to say, you, you don't like to get used to the taste of I did find a whole heck of a lot of upside at the end of this one as I I thought you had some young guys step up. You had some vets make some plays. You had some newcomers make some plays. Shout out to Davion Harmon. But all in all, a loss, but plenty of silver lining, in my opinion, to get to. Yeah, Casey, I I think this game kind of went how I thought it would. Uh, It's just a lot to ask uh, a a brand-new team and a really, really young and – I mean, smaller, you get a real feel for how small you are when you go up against uh, a team like uh, Creighton, who's just got size and age and experience all over the floor. Uh, I thought you had had them rattled early. They turned the ball over a lot uh, at the beginning of the game. And then you can't force any turnovers uh, from the Blue Jays in the second half. And that was <laughs> that was ultimately kind of the... The difference, um, just just because if 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 a Mark Adams coach team can't get some of that with their defense and create some extra possessions and some runouts and things like that, it's, it's just typically not going to go well when you're playing that kind of competition. And uh, you know, Creighton is a team that they they all understand their roles. I think you're trying to figure out you know what certain guys are and what they are not uh, for you right now and. Uh, we can get into to, to some of those, you know, like individually, but you know, and, and there's, you know, th- th- this was, this is a, I mean, I'll just be honest, but this is a kind of a if Creighton shoots it well. They're built like a team that could play, you know, in the Final Four. I mean, they they have really a bit of everything. Uh, guard play, they've got size, they've got length. That uh, they shoot it so well. And they just kind of overwhelmed you at time, but it's just an eleven-point game, and uh, you, you just need to to respond and, and, and rebound so you can make sure that you uh, you know don't don't let Maui get the best of you and not come home with a win. Yeah, no doubt. I I feel like we saw Tech play their best game of the season so far. I, I thought some of the things that had plagued you uh, you tended to fairly well. I mean, from a turnover perspective, I'd been telling myself, man, if the Red Raiders give it up. 12, 13 times or fewer, uh, I like their chances. Well, you mentioned the astounding turnaround from Creighton first half to second half, Chris. I don't know if I've ever seen anything like that uh, turnover-wise. Wasn't it a goose egg for Creighton in the final 20 minutes? Not one turnover (laughs) after you were really shaking them up in the first 20 minutes, and and credit to them for settling in. But, 
you know, and only nine on the day for Texas Tech. Uh, I think you went four and then five first half to second half, or maybe that's reverse. But either way, I mean, I, I can't walk away from this one feeling discouraged. I don't feel like you were exposed. I don't feel like you were, you know, framed as a team that, that didn't belong in, among this kind of competition. If Creighton is Final Four or Elite Eight worthy, I don't know why I couldn't be dreaming about another Sweet 16 run for Texas Tech as is. And, man, I just can't wait to see what type of impact a game like this so early on uh, could have on a team like Texas Tech as you go through the year. Yeah, the, well, these games are good for you. You know, and I think Mark even said after the game, you know, hey, we got we got punched in the mouth and we didn't respond very well. But yeah. sometimes it's good to get, get smacked around a little bit because – you know, certain guys maybe think that not not that this is the case, but sometimes you you have guys that think they've figured it out or that they're they they they, they understand what it's going to take, and and this is a, a harsh this is a reality check, uh, you know, and, and and had you won this game, I, I'm just not sure you could have handled Arkansas. Arkansas just ran Louisville out of the gym, and they've got size and length all over the floor. And that that would have been a a, a tough matchup uh, as well. But you, you're you're going to get Louisville, and you know the, here's the concern that I do have uh, because I think if you're going to play uh, against these types of teams, and make no mistake, there's several of these types of teams in the Big Twelve. So you're going to yeah. see a bunch of those teams twice this year. Is that Kerwin Walton has to figure it out quickly. Uh, he, he didn't really do much of anything today. Uh, you know, if, if, if he isn't hitting shots, uh, he, he, you know, there's just got to be something from one of your older guys and one of the guys that you're going to count on, uh, you know, because it's understandable when you've got the true freshmen that kind of get lost in a game like this or kind of feel a bit overwhelmed. I thought Pop Isaacs, he looked like he belonged and he hit some shots, made some threes, but it's just, it's true freshman to to really step up and and help you in games like this so that's why i just go back to like you know guys like Kerwin walton and, and demorian williams and guys like that where they've got to give you more uh, i think davion Harmon and daniel bacho are giving you about all that they can and there was just too many times in this game that it's it's late shot clock and davion Harmon is just expected to pull a rabbit out of his hat and kind of beat somebody off the dribble and try to get a shot up. And that's not necessarily uh, his game. I think you're relying on him quite a bit because if he doesn't get really aggressive on offense, I don't know where the offense comes from uh, because, you know, and, and, and it's, it's worth mentioning, you know, Casey, that a guy like Kevin O'Banner, that's just never been anything he's been asked to do in his career. He's always been kind of the, a complimentary guy and he he's a great you know three-point shooter if he's asked to rebound and with some of the putbacks but if you throw it to him and say hey go get me a bucket that's just really never been his game uh, is being able to create and try to beat somebody off the dribble so that's why i just go go back to guys like uh, curran walton really specifically because demorian williams hasn't played a whole lot in, the, in those first couple of games and and i thought you know, as we go along here, you know, you're going to need Jalen Tyson to be more aggressive on offense. He was very aggressive early, but kind of I just wasn't so much in the second half as Creighton started to pull away. He passed up a few open looks and uh, there's just scoring is going to have to come from a variety of places. And and I think asking your seven footer who's battling knee tendinitis and was battling cramps today and just kind of in and out of the lineup. 
and and your 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 smaller point guard and and Davion Harmon, they can only do so much. You've got to have some of those wing guys uh, really step up and help you. Yeah, whether it's Kerwin Walton or anyone else uh, outside of the starting five that would like to contribute something scoring wise, feel free because you just got nothing from the bench today. I think you're on the money and and thinking that that Walton is the first guy in line that that responsibility you know should fall upon, but. Uh, whoever's getting the opportunity, you're going to have to find a way to have something there from the reserves. It was pretty light treading uh, for most of those guys, but you know whether it's Fisher or or Walton, I don't really know who else you'd be looking at, Chris. What you mentioned, Williams, and maybe he can find some rhythm there. But I almost feel like it is the older guy or the youngest guy <laughs> that you yeah. might be expecting to make an impact. It's either Walton or Fisher, and and that says a lot about what you probably think of Fisher, but also kind of says a lot about how badly you need it from Kerwin Walton. So you don't have to turn to a guy that should be a high school senior right now. Well, yeah. And and, and when you just think about it, you played all of zero true freshmen last year. You had all those (laughs) seniors, you know, Bryson and Warren and arms. And then you had a guy like Santos Silva, who was like a stud sub off the bench. But then you're the middle part of your roster were were guys like Kevin McCuller and TJ Shannon. And so you look at it this year and it's like you're leaning on a ton of true freshmen. Well, the middle part of your roster is DeMorian Williams and Kerwin Walton. Those are kind of the, you know, and I guess Davion Harmon too. And and the, the, these are just not players that are that are where, you know, McCullough and, and Shannon are right now in their careers. And so, but those guys, and, and again, it's early. You know, you've got plenty of time. I mean, Bryson Williams wasn't what he was until early January last year. I mean, he kind of muddled around and, November and December before he kind of figured it out and it, and it started to click. So there's going to be, need to be some patience here. But it, again, it's just a lot to ask against a team like Creighton for these these young kids to try to, uh, you know, because c- I mean Cre- Creighton's really good. I mean, b- bottom line. And, and again, it's an 11 point loss. Uh, but we'll, we'll we'll see how they kind of. And, and I thought it was interesting too because. But first, today's episode brought to you by. Upside, where cashback is the name of the game. What are you going to do with yours? With every purchase, you could be earning cash back thanks to Upside. You may be thinking it's too good to be true, but it's not. And you can get started right now by downloading the free Upside app and using our promo code LOCKED. That's L-O-C-K-E-D. Use the promo code LOCKED to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more next claim an offer for whatever you're buying on upside check in at the business and pay as usual with the credit or debit card and get cash back upside users are earning more than a million dollars every week and that's probably why they have a 4.8 star rating on the app store so download the free upside app and use the promo code locked to get five dollars or more cash back on your first purchase of ten dollars or more today that's five dollars or more cash back on your first purchase of ten dollars or more using the promo code LOCKED and get cash back now with Upside. After the game, Mark did say something of the effect of, you know, our our younger guys didn't really stick to the scouting report. You know, he had praised them for, uh, in those first three games, hey, this is what this team is going to do. This is what we're trying to take away. And they, to a man, it all kind of executed it. And then I guess in in a fairly loud, small gym, mind you, but a very loud one, they got, you know, they got a bit rattled and they kind of forgot what they were being told or what they were supposed to do. And again, it's, it's normal. It's natural this time of year, but that's why these tournaments are, 
are fun because again, you you get it's a shock to the system a bit, and it's a good taste of what Big Twelve play will be like. Yeah, no question about it. You get those uh, you know emotional juices kind of flowing for the first time this year. I, I know you're hyped at the USA, and it's it's fun to play those games, but when you got that kind of competition coming at you, it's just a whole nother level and and obviously a great environment there in a, a unique environment. And, you know, all due respect to Creighton, yeah, you look good. You, you've got a giant there if he can keep his ankles <laughs> in one piece. But you shoot 45% from beyond the arc, 9 for 20. And I'm not all that familiar with the grind of the Big East or what exactly maybe a Big East team looks like at the end of that compared to what a Big 12 team looks like at the end of that say, compared to right now in the season, Chris? Because I know some of these things that teams may be able to do well right now are not going to be what you can rely on in conference play. But I'd run it back with Creighton anytime. I'd give you another 20 bombs from the timeline, if that's the <laughs> offense that you want to go with. And if I get beat again, well, I guess I'll go back to maybe uh, busting flats or something. But that's what I would do. <laughs> that's what I would do if I was the man in charge. I mean, credit to them for knocking down those shots, but good grief. Nine for 20. They shoot 45%. And let me know if you know of the time on the clock. I can't quite remember, but I know you were deep in the game, Chris, when Tech attempted their first free throw. You cannot only get to the free throw line seven times yeah. and be all that su su successful Big 12, Big East. Or Big Island. I, I don't. I don't care where you are. You got to manufacture more at the charity strike. Yeah, and that's and that goes back to kind of just not or being way too passive on on the offensive end, and then Davion Harmon trying to drive, and he kind of felt like he was fouled a couple times. He's laying down there, kind of looking for a call, doesn't get it, <laughs> and then it's uh you, you're running the other way, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, when we only attempt seven free throws, it's it's not gonna you usually end up as a as a good night against really good competition, right. and 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 that's the, the the way that this tournament was called. It's kind of, it, it was very reminiscent of of the way the NCAA tournament is called. They kind of let them play. They weren't given. It wasn't a lot of ticky tack stuff. There's no you know. It's a balanced crowd. Uh, these are all veteran officials, and so this is reminiscent of kind of what Big 12 tournament or or the NCAA tournament, the way it's called, and that you you almost have to go in and demand the foul and like jump stop and like really be aggressive and be be technical with what you're trying to do on offense to get those calls. And there's a few ticky tack calls, but I think it, overall it's uh it's kind of a an indictment on kind of how unaggressive you were on offense if that makes sense uh, or how passive you were and I think Creighton just just took advantage because Creighton to their credit they really broke down your defense a lot in that second half and they got to where they wanted to go in the middle which is where Mark wants to keep guys out and then they would either score off of it or they would get into that paint and they would kick it out and that's where the threes came so but it, it, it all it's all based on allowing penetration into the middle of the lane and uh but again they, 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 this is a really good Creighton team I don't know any other way to say it they're deep they're experienced they're they've got guys that understand what what they're being asked to do and against a team that's still trying to figure that out and uh but but you hung and, and you competed and uh we'll, we'll just see kind of what what it looks like uh, going forward yeah, the, the coaches have something to work with as far as a game that should be valuable uh, for teaching, and the players got something to work with as far as a game that should be valuable for learning. So, so can't wait to see how they put it to good use. And right back at it from Maui uh, once again. Is it Louisville, Chris? Yeah, it'll it'll be uh, it'll be Louisville. They 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 just 
demol- demolished or got demolished by Arkansas. Arkansas way too much. They're the so that that's going to be one of those semifinal games between Creighton and Arkansas. I mean, Arkansas is one of the best teams in the country, and they have a stud freshman out of the Metroplex that went for I think twenty seven points, about ten assists. I mean that that'll be a really good game. But I mean, if you pull off the upset today, you had Arkansas waiting on you, and they are long, they are deep, uh, they've got a ton of talent, and so uh, th- this is a good matchup for Texas Tech going against Louisville, who is zero and four now. So they're going to be searching for their first win. But it was a it was a layup drill slash dunk contest for Arkansas. <laughs> I mean, way too many Louisville turnovers and just runouts and. You know, you can't, you know, that that's just, that's hard to, when, when you don't take care of the ball against an athletic team like a, an Arkansas team or like your team was last year, it, it's not going to end well. So they've got a, a young man by the name of L. Ellis that averages uh, about 24 a game. He was a leading junior college scorer in the country last year. So they'll, they'll, they'll be good. They'll be hungry for their first win, but it's certainly a, a game that you can go get, and I hope that they do that. Well, I, I walk away from this one surprised that Texas Tech outscored Creighton in the paint. Surprised that they outscored Creighton in transition. Uh, looking at a number second chance points wise, that I think in addition to three point shooting really spelled the day for for Texas Tech as Creighton outscored you there, um, cleaning up the offensive glass. But definitely some things to build on. So can't wait to be back at it. And I do think Tech looked like a top twenty five team, Chris. I you agree or disagree there? I I think they look more so like they belong as opposed like I said earlier, to being uh, exposed as something. Well, yeah, the, the, there's no shame in, in losing to to Creighton this early with what, the way your roster is constructed. You you just hope – here's the thing. You just hope that guys kind of uh, improve off of this or this trip in general and, and get better from it. Uh, and then, yeah, maybe, maybe you get a shot at a team like Creighton way down the line – uh, and you'll get another Big East team, you know. I guess with the first game when you come back against Georgetown, which will be uh, <laughs> a little that, different. That, that, yeah, no, a thousand <laughs> times, a thousand times different for sure. Um, but but you know, it, it's just the way this team is built. And you mentioned the threes, nine of twenty. That's kind of what Texas Tech is gonna need to do on a consistent basis if this particular group is going to realize their potential that you, you traded a lot of um, length and size for shooting. I think it, with the way you built this roster and, and, and you have to, cause I mean, you look at like, for example, O'Banner O for three, uh, you look at Davion Harmon, he was O for two. He didn't, uh, he didn't hit a three. Uh, Kerwin Walton, I think he was 0 for 1 uh, from 3. I mean, th- those are pieces that all shot the 3 well. DeMorian Williams was a really good 3-point shooter at Gardner-Webb. Th- those, I-, I think none of them hit a 3 for you. And, I mean, and Bacho did. I mean, one of your yeah. six threes was, was a Bacho teardrop. And, and and that's not going to be something you get it, but you need to hover around that 8 or 9, you know, makes a game because mm-hmm. – it was pretty painful and you were making about six a game last year, you know, mm-hmm. on, on, uh, shots from behind the arc. So that, that, that aspect has got to improve because that's what you brought a lot of these guys in to do. No doubt about it. Uh, back at it from Maui and uh, we will continue with basketball conversation, of course, on the other side of that one, as we roll through this Thanksgiving week. So subscribe on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts so you make sure you don't miss an episode. We'll switch gears before we're out of here on this episode. Coming up dead ahead, we'll talk Joe.
Raiders as Coach McGuire kicked off the week visiting with members of the media. We'll get to some of his thoughts and looking ahead to the Oklahoma Sooners next on Locked on Texas Tech. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked on College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And also, today's episode brought to you by Jay's Salsa Company. Standing by right now at jsalsacompany.com to get that delicious Red Raider family recipe to you. Ship it anywhere in the U.S. or if you're in Texas or New Mexico, can find them in over 90 stores on your grocery store shelf in that beautiful red and black jar. They got the hot or the mild and in Texas or New Mexico, at most United Supermarkets, Albertson Supermarkets, Market Streets, or in Lubbock at HEB, you got it within arm's reach. If you're not blessed by God to be in those vicinities, head on over right now to jsalsacompany.com. Red Raider family recipe, 20 years in the making, not tricking it up with a bunch of goofy stuff. No, they're just prioritizing fresh ingredients and you're going to taste the difference hot mild or maybe a frankenstein concoction the choice is yours your thanksgiving is going to be incomplete certainly in the great state i don't know how all you other people roll certainly in the great state your thanksgiving incomplete if jay's salsa is not on the table so get there now to jaysalsacompany.com get what you need to up your family's salsa experience this Thanksgiving with Jay Salsa Company at jsalsacompany.com. Glad to have you along for the ride on Locked On at Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day with Chris Level. I'm Casey Cowan. Red Raider football on our minds as we kick off the week as well. Spent time talking basketball here with you today, but Texas Tech is gearing up for their regular season finale, home finale, south end zone at Jones Stadium as we know it finale. <laughs> Chris, we're wrapping it all up before we get ready for bowl season now. You got to hear from uh, head coach Joey McGuire in uh, the weekly press conference as he kicks off the week visiting with members of the media. Uh, check that. You got to hear from a for the first time as a head coach ever bowl eligible Joey McGuire <laughs> to kick off the week. I just wonder if you feel not, I don't want to say pressure lifting because you still want to get a win. Uh, you're still hungry to wrap up the season with a seventh win, but there's got to be some type of monkey on the back that has been lifted to a degree, knowing that you've at minimum now punched your ticket for the postseason. Is any of that there, or am I just sounding like a fan saying that? No, I, I don't. I don't. I think. I think you're in some way. There's some pressure relieved in, in some ways, but but you know you're not going to get any anybody over there, including Joey, to really say that because they're <laughs> they're strictly focused on Oklahoma. 
they, they, you know, otherwise it would be, yeah, we didn't win on the road. We're still trying to get bowl eligible. And there would be a big time, you know, sense of urgency verbally, I think, you know, with, with these guys. But now they can just focus on the task at hand, and it's a game against Oklahoma. And now you look at, hey, we're trying to beat Oklahoma and Texas in the same year for the first time ever, you know. And I think uh, uh, you have an Oklahoma team that's coming in here, and it's your senior day. I mean, Joey talked about that yesterday about – you know, hey, there's going to be a lot of guys that go through senior day ceremonies, but it does not mean that they won't be back. Uh, so we need to remember <laughs> that, you know, because and his point was, hey, I want them to go through it. And if they do decide to come back, they can go through it again next year. I don't want them to not get that opportunity. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I thought it was he kind of mentioned, hey, Reggie Pearson's going to be back. I think Rabbit has already said he would be back. Uh, the guys that he was really kind of mentioning aloud. Were, were Tony Bradford, Jalen Hutchings, uh, Lake Dunlap. Uh, th- those are the four, your two corners and then your two D tackles, I think all have uh, the option to come back and they all could get a chance uh, to play at the next level too. Uh, Do you have think- any feel for those guys, Chris, just off the cuff? I, I, I don't. Um, I, I think that they would be thrilled to get any of the four back. Um, I think that they, they would love to have all four uh, back. I, I think uh, uh, I think at some level I would be surprised if Tony and Jalen didn't do the same thing, whatever that was. Those guys are really close, and gotcha. so I bet they're either both back here or, or neither. And, and, and the funny thing is, you know, it's a whole probably a separate conversation, but with the NIL and all that kind of stuff, I mean, sometimes you can treat this like a – you know, working for a living type of thing and, and sure. get paid to play football and instead of having to, to see what the real world is. And because some of those guys are fringe draft types. Right. And so say you chance it and it doesn't go well, you know, the, the, but or you can stay here and kind of put some money in your pocket guaranteed and, and get taken care of and, and all that. So we'll we'll see kind of how that plays out. But, you know, and Joey's other thing was, just really hoping that – and, and this is going to be interesting. We've talked about this for, for years, it seems like, but it's the first time that Texas Tech's played at home on Thanksgiving weekend since that, you know, that I guess the 08 season, was it, whenever you played mm-hmm. Baylor here and there wasn't a whole lot of people there. And, you know, so he's just – but he's just hoping that the students will come back early and and, and all that and, and really wants, uh, you know, uh, enough fans there to kind of make it a, a tough place to play for Oklahoma. But uh, speaking of, you will get Malik Dunlap back this week. Uh, so that that you you have both starting corners back, and uh, it's an Oklahoma team that's really good on offense. Um, you know they've got a good quarterback when he's healthy. Their running back is over a thousand yards, and Eric Gray, and then Marvin Mims is is one of the best wideouts in the in the league. And it's Jeff Lebby that's the offensive coordinator. His his father in law is Art Bryles, and they run the they run that Baylor system. They 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 put the, those wideouts on the sidelines. Uh, and they spread it out at 53 yards wide, and and they really try to <laughs> spread you out, and then run the ball off of that. And so it, it you know, it, it's it's going to be a tough uh, tough task for Tim DeRuiter's group. Yeah, and, and speaking of Tim DeRuiter's group, uh, saw the message from Tyree Wilson. Yeah, um, just any, any thoughts on that? Because I know it's not like some shocking turn of events, but still a, a seismic shift <laughs> as far as a yeah. presence that that won't be there. Yeah, Casey. I mean, I, I knew that it was uh, an injury that would keep him out for the rest of the season, uh, and 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 I think you know Joey had said, "Hey, I, I I would have almost encouraged Tyree not to play in the bowl game just because 
you know, if it's if it was a playoff game, college football playoff, or a, or a New Year's Day type bowl game, he probably plays if he's healthy. But that's not the case, and so he needs to go worry about Tyree Wilson right now. I think he's done enough for uh, the Red Raiders, and not even sure he would be healthy enough uh, uh, to do it if if he wanted to play uh, against Oklahoma or the bowl game. So, uh, he, you know, I, I just I, I think that was a success story, man. You know, he comes here sure. uh, as a walk on for that first semester. Uh, he, he kind of got better as as he went along, and he leaves here as one of really one of the best defensive players that's played here. I mean, I, I put him in the same you know the same conversation with guys like Jordan Brooks and some of these other guys that you know will leave here as guys we remember for a long, long time. Is that they just dominated on that side of the ball, and there hadn't been a ton of them, but uh, that that that's a, that's a young man that's going to go do big time things at the next level. Yeah, it's kind of hard to reconcile all time because you have so many advanced, you know, metrics now that say, well, his pressure percentage is this and that yep. and yada, yep. yada, yada. And I'm like, yeah, but I remember Monte Rager and I don't know what his pressure percentage was, <laughs> right. but I remember, right. you know, and I know, I think Tyree Wilson falls in, in that type of company and that's pretty lofty company. But I really wonder, you know, as you kind of reconcile decade to decade uh, what type of company he does keep Chris and unfortunately um, you don't get to end it the way that you would like but there have been plenty of guys up front for Texas Tech over the years defensively that have been memorable and and I think Tyree Wilson will be right there uh, with some of those guys that that you remember in that way and I hope I mean this is just my prayer to tiny uh, six pound five ounce pass rushing baby Jesus uh, that maybe that will be some type of connection uh, to some others finding their way here as well, um, who now have seen a guy uh, be able to not only do what he did at Texas Tech, but that's after he had to make a change, which is not all that easy to do on the other side of a change. So any other pass rushers who are interested in a similar pathway to many professional millions, we hope, uh, Texas Tech could be the place. And, yes, I am speaking for Tyree Wilson when I'm saying these things. <laughs> well, and, <laughs> how about and, you a know, defensive you know lineman pipeline? <laughs> well, you, you know, you know what's interesting is, and this is this is a recruiting pitch for Tim DeRuiter, because let, let's just say let's just say Tyree Wilson is picked in the first round. That is back to back years that Tim DeRuiter will have coached arguably one of the best edge players in the country because. Kayvon Thibodeau at Oregon was the fifth pick in the draft this last year by the New York Giants, and Tim DeRuiter was the defensive coordinator at Oregon. Mm -hmm. So this this is this is back to back years when he's basically taken somebody and just put them in a situation to make play after play after play, and you'd you'd be kidding yourself if you don't think they will tell every kind of pressure type guy uh, <laughs> that they talk to, hey. You, you want a path to the NFL? This guy can can set up the scheme to showcase you and get you to that next level. And I mean that that's pretty stout when you've got uh, you know, and, and that's assuming that, that Tyree gets picked high enough. But even if he's a second rounder, the, the point still stands. Sure, uh, we, we we will put you. Our scheme will put you in a position to make plays and to make you look really good. And that's what guys want. They want a pathway to the NFL at, at that type of position, and because it pays really well in the league. If if you can if yes, you can rush does. the passer, if you can rush the passer, they're going they're going to give you a bag of money. <laughs> that makes a DC's job a lot easier. It makes all yeah. 10 guys on the field with you their job a lot easier if you can get after the quarterback. No doubt, man. Uh, glad we had an opportunity to see him in red and black uh, for the time 
that we did. All right, Chris, we'll uh, buckle up for some Red Raider basketball. Continue to get set for the Sooners. Back at it on the other side, man. I appreciate the time again today. Cowan, keep hope alive, man. Thanksgiving's getting closer. Red Raiders are going to get a win against the Cards, and uh, we'll we'll be on our <laughs> way, man. <laughs> Locked on sports today. It's the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. It's locked on sports today, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. He's Chris Level. I'm Casey Cowan. Appreciate you for hanging with us today. Sorry, on Locked on Texas Tech.